2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: Another day we get right into hockey talk. Our listeners have demanded it. They want it this time of year, so let's do it. Given what's happening to the Penguins, we got late breaking news yesterday that Brian Rust is not on this Western uh, swing starting in Vancouver tonight against Rick Tockett, Jim Rutherford, and a lot of ex-Penguins, a first-place team. Six games to go before the NHL trade deadline, and now you don't have Jake Gensel, your second leading scorer, and you don't have Brian Rust, who's come alive on Sidney Crosby's line. Instead, you have Mike Sullivan
4: talking up Riley Smith. Who doesn't want to be here, by the way. And has 10, you know that for a fact. Uh, Rob Rossi wrote today and I like it Emily Kaplan at ESPN does a uh, does like a hockey rumors sort of post like like an Elliott Friedman style thing or did one and I want to say Emily even alluded to the idea that Smith has never really meshed here I think Rob wrote and I don't want to put words in his mouth but there are questions as to whether or not he's ever really wanted to play in Pittsburgh remember it's not like he signed here he was traded here uh, I think the the thought on him for a while has been he would prefer to be back in Vegas. He's just been kind of a not quite a malcontent, but a guy who pretty clearly would rather be elsewhere. Who was underachieved? Ten goals, twenty four points. Yeah, the play, points, the the play makes player. it the play makes it very plausible that Riley Smith. The explanation is that Riley Smith doesn't want to be here because he's played like a guy who doesn't want to All be right, here. All
3: right, now that Brian Rust is also going to miss at least two thirds of the games left before the trade deadline, your new
4: outlook on the Penguins is. I mean they're probably dead in the water here man. They're two two of their three, their two best wingers, and two of their most uh, reliable players overall aren't going to play. And they need to I saw Rossi also right, they need to maybe go 6 and 0 during these games to get back into the swing of it and like and get close enough where they consider trying to add. Well, what do you do at this point if you're Kyle Dubas other than one of two things? You don't try to, I think, augment this team at this point. And I know I've said that they should. But at this point, playing for this year is just standing pat until the last possible second. And then because they're probably not going to go 5-1 or 6-0, and oh, jettisoning what you can, which means Riley Smith and so help me God if you can find somebody that wants Ricard Raquel's contract, him too, and I guess setting yourselves up for the retool. And if you find a taker for Tristan Jari, same deal. Like somebody that actually wants to pay a pretty good price for that guy, same deal. but so you've done a 180 on this, Well, it sounds I just, like. I, I mean, I've I've acknowledged reality. At, like, it just isn't likely that they're going to go on some sort of a run here. Guys are getting hurt left and right. Gensel being hurt hasn't dimmed the idea that people want to trade for him. I mean, at some point, even I, the guy who says there's no guarantee that things are going to be better next year, there's no guarantee Crosby's going to have another insane season, although I would bet on it because he's Crosby. There's no guarantee any of the other aging core pieces are going to rebound from the seasons they've had, or Carlson's going to rebound. At some point, I have to confront reality, Pony. Like, they played well enough to beat the Flyers and maybe keep flickering hopes alive, but no Gensel, no Rust means either. Sidney Crosby does something Herculean here for the next two weeks, or reality, not even two weeks, or reality sets in, and they get their heads kicked in by better teams while they're very short-handed. Dominic,
3: your opening salvo yesterday was that the win over the Flyers avoided a waving of the white flag. And kept trades from happening. Now that Rust is out, do you want to get that white flag out, or you still want to keep it in the basement, folded up and there for safekeeping? You ready to take it out and wave it yet?
5: Sounded like you called me Dom right there for a second, but nonetheless, uh, I I think you're you're starting to get the the white flag out of the bag. <laughs> is it like the little one, the American flag? Don King
4: used to wave it. You have boxing to fold match? it. They yeah. taught us
3: in Boy Scouts. You have to fold it up a certain way. Like the American flag, yes. yeah. You
4: fold up triangular. Yeah, yeah. You're you're starting to get it out of. the You back. can't let it touch the ground either. That was a big no Sac- no for a oh, trooper. Yeah, you have to you have to fold it in like alternating triangles and then tuck the the last piece of it in.
3: And like flag code. He taught right? us the right way to burn an American flag.
4: Once it's like out of use and out of service. Yeah,
3: he said that's what you do. You don't just throw it in the garbage. You burn it. Yeah. And uh, me and my buddy Mike Mcnamara stole the lighter. Uh huh. And then we started. Uh, we started uh, setting a flame to uh, a few copies
4: of Sports Illustrated for kids. Oh, man, where they had the Big Shots posters in the middle. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I was a pyro. I'm going to come right out and say it. I had a buddy that would just like try to burn bushes in his backyard, and then we were like, yo, green stuff doesn't really burn that easily. I mean, easily. call me
3: crazy, but a good afternoon for me when I was eight or nine years old was playing with
4: matches. I don't think kids really get to do that anymore. I mean, would you say that that's a good thing that yeah. kids don't get to do that anymore? I mean, I mean well, your mom out. was playing with matches too, they're but missing, it was to like light the... They're missing out the on bowl. one of life's uh, oh, so you're, secret you're saying pleasures. It's a, it's a bad thing that kids aren't allowed to do this. No, I, I guess we can't. they can't be trusted. I mean, Lennox would burn our house down. There's no question. He's got a healthy fear of knives I had now. a friend, Paul Del Bono, that burned his house down. Paul Del Bona. Yeah, Del Bono. Del Bono. Yes. Related to Steve?
3: Not Del Boner. Del Bono. Or Del...
4: Yeah, well, Del <laughs> He burned, burned his, his house down. down. Yeah, whole thing. Yep. Parents had had a very you, attractive single mom too. How how do you come back from that with your mom? I don't know if you do. Hey, mom, sorry I burned the house down. Can we eventually and a and forget? The new house wasn't as nice as the old of course house. It wasn't. Insurance money, probably like, oh, you let your idiot kid burn the house down. And it was Man. playing with fireworks. I wasn't there, but you wish you had been. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish I could have seen it when Del Bono burned the All right, old so house so Donnie's down.
3: getting the flag out is what he's saying here. He thinks this Are is you? a very bad thing.
4: I know you had the flag out earlier, but now, I mean, you asked us what do you want to well, see done, and I, okay. I conceded to reality. What do you l- want l- done? Let
3: me, let me see if I get either pushback from this or if people agree with me. I think this is a good thing. I don't want them to win. And I say that as someone who roots for the Penguins and has their best interest in mind. I want them to go to Vancouver and lose tonight. Mm -hmm. I want them to go to Seattle two nights later and lose again. And then I want them to go to Alberta and get crushed by the Flames and Oilers. And I want Kyle Dubas to get forced into a position where they are thinking about next year and beyond. And not keeping their fingers crossed and keeping their hopes up that this is the year and they win three of four. Or they get seven points
4: out west here. So if you want them to lose and out, you're going to formally predict them to win these four games, correct? No, I'm, I'm – I'm, oh, the Jinx deal? Yeah. I mean, you got to go on and say, I think the Penguins – you just need to send one tweet here and say, I think the Penguins found something against the hated Flyers. They're going to tour Western Canada, and they are going to get it done. And then I think they're as good as dead. Because
3: I was talking about this with Pomp last night. He thinks that it's possible if they're six or seven points out at the deadline, they'll hold on to Gensel and just try to ride it out. And I think that's the worst scenario. Because at that point, I still think that they're a long shot to make the playoffs. They'll miss out and they'll have gotten nothing back. And this will just be a season where it goes down the tubes. It circles around the drain. You miss the playoffs two years in a row. And you, wouldn't, you would have done nothing to restock the cupboard. It's still bare. It's still barren. Nothing productive would come out of this year other than the fact that we got to watch Sidney Crosby play. That's it. Well, No other progress got made. I guess I disagree. No other
4: gains. No other strides. I disagree with Bob in this sense. I, I think everything Kyle Dubas has said has gently, e- like very slowly eased in the direction of Kyle Dubas is going to trade Jake Gensel almost regardless of how this goes. And you West think Coast that would happen goes. if they
3: have a winning trip and they're five points out at the deadline?
4: If they go three and one in these next four, I think he might think twice about it. But, I don't
3: even want that but to be I on still the table. But That's,
4: I still don't think that they would actually hold on to him. So right now, they are seven points behind the Flyers, and they have four games in hand. So theoretically, they win these four games in hand. The Flyers choke a little bit. They're back in it, but they're really – mostly not going to happen. You
3: say that, but he's throwing around Aretha Franklin's favorite word. He's talking about respect for these guys and how he doesn't want to do anything because he has so much respect for what they've done doesn't and what they that, could do. But doesn't
4: that more translate to I'm going to hang on to the idea that they could come back close to as long as possible before probably doing but if what they, everyone knows going if they're do. like
3: five points out and they have games in hand – And they're still technically in the race. I don't think he's going to hit. I don't think he's going to abort mission. I think he's going to let it play out. And I think that's the worst possible outcome. That's why I just, I kind of just want to get it over with. So you're ready
4: for the execution.
3: Yeah. And I don't think it has to mean like ding dong the witch is dead. They'll never, ever, ever compete again with this core. I mean, hopefully they retool it and reload and they look different and they look better next year. And, With still Sidney Crosby as the face of the franchise and with Malkin at 38 and Chris Letang at 37 and Eric Carlson at 34. I know it sounds far-fetched, but maybe with some new faces around them, some younger faces, maybe there is a guy or two they pick up over the next two weeks that fits into their future plans and makes them a better team. But if you win and you keep hope alive, you hang on to Gensel and risk him walking away for nothing. And I just I don't, and also some of the other guys we talk about that have a couple of years on their contract that might have value around the league.
4: I don't think that this decision Kyle Dubas is facing necessarily is just up to how the Penguins do. If the Flyers keep on winning, the Penguins can go three and one, and if Philly plays well in that same time frame, the Penguins make up no ground. I don't so think I don't he'd don't think sell there limited. though, because
3: I think he'd be like, "We're playing well, and we're trending in the right direction, and we still got at least a quarter of the season left. Let's see where it goes." I think in order for them to 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 trade Gensel and do some of these other things, they've got to lose out west here. And I think it's okay as a Penguins fan to say that's what you want.
4: Even though, like, if you look at them, the odd thing is if they got onto a hot streak. To play devil's advocate, you could look at the fact that they have a positive goal differential despite where they are in the standings. I know, but we've been maybe it's a team finally figuring out their level. I've been talking myself. Uh, so been, you've talked yourself into that enough that now you're just ready to be done with it because it hasn't it hasn't borne fruit yet. Chris, one of the vibe. things
3: you rip the Steelers is, like, we have the same conversations about them over and no, over I again. No, I had this and at 7-7. Seven seven, so I wanted
4: them to lose the last so, three games. So
3: where is that epiphany on the Penguins for
4: you? No, I mean, I'm coming around to it. I am. I mean, I just, I think that, Brian Rust being out now and Gensel being out is going to be a clarifying thing for Dubas because I guess we're talking about what we want to happen. What I think is going to happen is they're going to get beat badly enough that it like drives home the point, hey... And how will that make uh, you feel if their season ends so be in it. the next few days? So be it. I mean, it's what happens when you're not a, a young team anymore. I, you know what it's going to really make me feel? It's going to make me think, how the hell did you guys as a collective over there screw up your power play this badly? Because if your power play was league average, we wouldn't be having this conversation. They'd probably have 70-plus points at this point and be firmly in playoff position. And we'd be talking about only, hey, just weather the storm with Gensel and Rust and who are they going to add to try to augment a pretty good team for a playoff run. The goaltending's been pretty good. Like, my big concern would be, did Jari get rattled giving up six goals? But I'm going to be most pissed off that what was supposed to be their calling card, a great power play, has just
1: completely let them
4: down.
3: Pretty simple question for Penguins fans. Is it better for them to lose these games coming up? Tonight in Vancouver, Seattle a couple nights from from now, and then in Canada against Edmonton and Calgary. No Brian Rust. Kyle Dubas weighing his options, factoring in these results. If the Penguins win and keep it close, is that really what's best for them? To give it another shot here with Jake Gensel and keep the band together and keep the team intact and hope, keep your fingers crossed that over the next twenty games they get their bleep together and can make the playoffs. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Here is Lee to start
4: us off. Hello, Lee.
0: I think Gensel's fate is sealed regardless of how they do.
4: You think he's gone? Yeah. So if
3: they won every single game before the deadline and they were in a playoff spot, they trade him. Yeah. No, they wouldn't. You don't think so? No. If they're in a playoff spot, they're not going to trade their best goal scorer with Sid.
4: Lee, what do you want them to do?
0: Actually, it would, with that championship court, it's never doesn't matter if with Sid, you never could tell. If they get on a roll; they go win it all. You know what?
4: I would love to agree with you there, and I think for a large part of this season, I kept holding out a weird amount of hope that that was exactly mm. right. Here's the problem: mm. this might this might surprise you. Watching that seven six game against the Flyers actually pissed me off more than it made me happy because even in a yeah, game was, where their power play cashed in twice,
0: they kept giving up.
4: Well, yeah, they that that like drove home for me, Lee. Like I can't trust this team. What have I been doing all year, Lee? They've had
3: Sidney Crosby healthy. For every playoff run since their last Stanley Cup, and they haven't won a single playoff series. So you can pray Sid up and down and say as long as you got him, you always have a shot, but that hasn't been the case. They missed the playoffs with Sid playing all 82 games last year.
0: Yeah, you're right.
4: Thank you, Lee. Oddly enough, enough, I still think there are a lot of people out there who pretty much feel more or less the same way he said he feels. "Eh, They've always got a shot.
3: They, uh, time out. You think there are people out there that think, "Hey, if it they, gets if, going out I think west. There are people out, look out for yes. this team. Eight seeds could yes. go on runs all the time. Well, then let's open up the phone lines again, Donnie. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. Let's see if any of those brave souls p- want to call into the are PM team who think today. Two
4: things about the Penguins. Well, then
3: they're not rooting for them to lose in Vancouver. They're rooting That's, for them to win because hey, you get in, you take your chances. Yes. Don't trade Gensel. We need to protect Jake Gensel at all costs. Trade Riley Smith because he doesn't want to be
4: here. Maybe. Um, trade the guy on the team that's won the stanley cup most recently okay what does that count for all that all that cup winning experience when he would rather be on the vegas strip and not like going to you know you think that's what he misses
3: about being in vegas that he can get a slice of pizza at five o'clock in the morning
4: yeah i think he misses the vegas lifestyle is what i would guess that seems to be what everyone's telegraphing i don't know I think there are casual He's Penguins fans out there. I'm not saying that. I think he just doesn't want to be here. He got traded from the team that won the cup to a team that right now is out of a playoff spot. No one by the way, no one, no
3: one calling in to make that point. So uh, I just think there are some not people out there. out there
4: casually well unless wait they're a, not
3: they're not so willing to admit. They're not willing okay. to come on the air and say, Yes, I do believe that this team can still so win they're the ashamed, Stanley
4: cup. ashamed of their feelings. They about just don't the Penguins. want to call in and talk about it. I think there are people who believe if you could ever get this power play sorted out somehow like a magic switch got flipped, they'd be dangerous. And if they could coax
3: Mario Lemieux to come out of retirement and sign with the team, they'd be dangerous too. I mean, come on. Their power play is just going to all of a sudden abracadabra no, I think be it better? Sucks.
4: No, I think it sucks. And it's probably going to suck the rest of the year because they've got a bunch of guys who are too deferential to each other. That's other what Yocker said while he, he wasn't dropping F-bombs well, on he's, the air. He's, and he's bragging
3: about his 29-year-old girlfriend.
4: Man, that was still one hell of a line to toss in yes, it middle was. there offhandedly.
3: You know who always wants to talk about the Penguins? Our number two fan, Jeff in South Park. Hello, Jeff.
0: Yes, that is true. I always do, and um, I actually think uh, no matter what happens, short of them going four and zero on this uh, road trip, which I, I don't see that happening, maybe they go two and two, and I'll be happy. But uh, short of them going four and zero, I think Dubis is leaning towards uh, trading Jake Gensel no matter what, and um, I've made. You seats actually for that. think
3: they could occupy a playoff spot and trade him?
0: Um. I mean, so there's six games till the trade deadline, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's possible that they could go four and two or three and three in these next six games. Maybe a few of the other teams in front of them uh, lose. So they're much, much closer to being in a playoff spot. And I, 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 think, I think Dubas is leaning towards trading Gensel, especially because unless they have something in the works, where it's going to be a uh, trade and immediately signs an extension with whoever he's traded to. You still even leave the door open for him coming back in the off season. And that's not unprecedented because uh, Mark Becky has done that before. So um, you have that window as well. Here's the thing. Like I just, I refuse to give up on them because it's me. You know, I mean, if I'm going to stay but up you late- give up
3: on the Steelers, Jeff. My God, they lose to a two-win team, and you're ready to call in and say, screw this team. But with the Penguins, all of a sudden, they could lose to these uh, bottom-feeding teams and have the worst power play in the league, and you can't well, quit them. It's
0: funny. it's funny you say that because, like, I didn't give up on them last year until they had those horrible last two games of the regular season where they did lose— to the bottom feeder. Well, that was feeders, convenient
4: but, timing. Gave up on them right as they gave Yeah, that I mean, so the fact that Jeff. There were no games to watch. Jeff, I gotta say that's pretty neat and tidy on your part. I didn't give up until they lost two you games, and their and there was season no was games over. Guys,
0: the NHL season is just too long. It's too long. I mean, there's just too much time to make up ground. Sorry. And if I'm, if I'm Jeff, stay if there's Jeff, Jeff, Jeff I'm sorry, games, if there's too, I want to be time, rewarded with good performances. I know, performances. but if there's too
3: much time to make up ground, to quote you then you're telling me if they're five points out at the deadline with games in hand, you endorse them trading Gensel and think they will?
0: So I personally do. I mean, I can't get inside Dubas' mind. I can't, but I, I I think he is definitely getting closer to being comfortable with that idea. Personally, I would. I I, I mean, because I just don't think... That you trade Gensel and all of a sudden you're a bottom feeder. Feeder. I just don't believe. Well, you're that. not
3: making the playoffs if you trade him this year.
4: I mean, maybe. But- oh, come on, Jeff. I love you, but please. He hasn't. Get, he wouldn't give up on him. I'm just imagining Jeff very satisfied at the end of last year, or ticked off, doing the old dusting his hands off motion. Well, I finally. Given I mean, that up would be the. Guys. That would be
3: the ultimate. You trade him. You get young players back. You get a pick back, and you still somehow get hot enough to make the playoffs. And you get a little bit of that at the end of the year. Probably not any kind of real postseason success. But, you know, you take your chances kind of thing. That'd be
4: really having it both ways. Have your cake and eat it too. Uh, The Flyers are the team they're chasing. I feel like it's worth looking at. Who do the Flyers have these next couple days while the Penguins are out west? They have the Lightning. Tough game. Then they have the Capitals. That's kind of a
3: lose-lose situation for the Penguins, though. Right.
4: Then they have the Capitals. uh, Not as tough a game. Then they have the Senators, who absolutely suck. And then they have the St. Louis Blues who are out of the playoffs, uh, outside looking in in the West. I mean, they could easily go 3-1 and one in that stretch.
2: Clemson is a really good rebounding team. They're a very good defensive team, very good, they're a very physical team, and they're a really good offensive team. And the kid, Shifflin is maybe as improved as anybody in this whole league when you look at the numbers that he's putting up, especially the rebounding numbers. He's the ultimate glue guy, but we really have to do a better job defensive rebounding, defending in the post, our ball screen defense, our transition defense, because we were really bad the last time we played them.
3: 7 o'clock on the fan is Pitt Clemson. We'll have Panther Hoops preview at 6 to break down this gigantic game. If Pitt's gonna make the NCAA tournament, they probably have to win this one because their remaining regular season schedule does not have the resume building wins. We've had their record games you really can't lose. You need another signature win and this would be for Pitt, it's third colossal road win. They won at Duke, they won at Virginia. Uh, is the season a failure if Pitt misses the tournament?
4: Yes, it is. You thought about that for a little bit. I know. I was running. Well, I didn't know what you were going to say here, so I had to at least come up with something. Um, because I think in Carrington and Lowe, they now have two very good players back there, even though they're freshmen. And it's one, it's Hinson's last year. They have those two. In the NIO world, there's hardly a guarantee that they keep those two backcourt guys. Hinson has been more or less as advertised. He's been great for most of the year. Uh, And so with all of that, having come off of a tournament appearance last year where you actually won a game and me feeling like at least the team I've watched lately is better than last year's team, yeah, it would bother me. And there's no Garrett, like if this is the old days where, hey, you know that Carrington and Lowe are probably both going to be here minimum two years together, maybe three, you feel like you're on the cusp of something really great. But right now, you have no idea what next year holds. I'd want them to just try to get in and see if they can make a little bit of a racket in the NCAA tournament.
5: Donnie, season of failure if Pitt misses the big dance? I don't think I'm going failure. Uh, last year was a lot of fun. It completely came out of nowhere, and I think that's why. It's like Pitt finally, for the first time in nearly a decade, and like they had to rise from the ashes. Like the time. Phoenix. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, phoenix they're, their years with Kevin Stallings and even a couple of the early ones with – Capel. Like, they were in the pits of their history in college basketball. I, I don't think I can say failure, though, if they just miss the tournament because they're going to be a team that's close, kind of like last year. They end up getting in. They win a couple of games. It's even more fun to look back on. But I, I think since it all came out of nowhere and we know that how that team was built and we had a couple of guys that were able to stick around for more than a year, Henson being the main one, I also think the way that college basketball and college sports are now, like Chris said, there's no guarantee that a guy will stick around, but that can be said for pretty much everywhere. And you think if Cable can pull in some studs like he has these last few years, then, hey, maybe they can consistently be a team that's very close.
3: I think I side with Donnie, but I do think that Chris's argument has merits. I think it's a really tough question. I don't think it's black and white. That's why you probably paused for a second. Because, first of all, I just think the expectations have changed since they left the Big East. There's just not as much juice to pit basketball. The hype isn't there, the interest isn't there. Yeah, we talk about them on the air as much as we can. We don't usually get a lot of feedback or reaction unless we like, like you did for the Virginia game, like nail the prediction right and get it spot on, like word for word. There's just – it's just it, – it, it's, it's not it, the they're same, thing.
4: They're in a conference where where all their rivals used to be mid-Atlantic, northeast teams that I think people geographically felt close to. Now it's a conference where everybody – it's a southern conference, essentially, and I don't think people feel tethered to that the way that they did to the Big East, the Madison Square Garden, the tough New York kids, all that stuff. Even though they now have a coach who's a true ACC country guy, like one of the truest – You're right, it doesn't resonate with people the same way. Um, But as far as it being a failure for me and why I said yes, you know what actually put it over the top? It's literally one game. I'm so enraged that they lost to Missouri, which is going to be a damaging game if they don't get in. If you flip that result, they're probably like very, very, very close to the field right now. Exactly. That... That kind of was game, that, that game makes me so mad, even though I think Capel has done a very admirable job keeping them together and getting their guys to start playing their best at this time of year. A game like that's going to drive me nuts. I also am saying this because this has always been, basketball in general, my favorite sport. And so even though we don't talk about it a lot, it's always the one where I wish desperately they were a top 10 team because it would get me very fired up because I
3: love watching it got a seemingly nice listener to the show who wanted to argue with me about Mike Tomlin for the entire first half of that Missouri game which distracted me from watching them. They were the... trying
4: to do it in like a nice way. Yeah. So they were like basically you dog this guy and he deserves better. It was it was a robust debate. Well, they always
3: are. Uh Kyle Filipowski update on him. He's just sore. He will play. It's not a major injury. Now that we know that he wasn't badly injured in that court storming. They carried him off. People like Chris Canty, the former Giant and Raven, saying this today on ESPN. Donnie, you can lower the music a little bit.
1: Let's also not pretend like the players don't have to have some more awareness. What we saw from Kyle Filipowski, he's acting like he's going on a walk through the quad on campus where you see that there are fans that are storming the court. He has to have more awareness of the situation and have urgency about getting the hell off the court. Now, I think that they have to do a better job of creating a plan and having that in place. And I get that we don't want to put the onus on the visiting teams, but that has to happen. Bravo,
3: that after an endless cycle of talking about this, somebody invented a wholly unique take, which was it was the player's fault. For getting hurt in More that situation. More embarrassing.
4: Filipowski getting carried off now that we know he's just sore, or Paul Pierce getting wheelchaired off the court when he had to just take I a I think the wheelchair,
3: dump. because sometimes when you F... is someone that had a litany of ankle injuries, sometimes you'd think like when you initially turned your ankle, like you really did
4: very severe, serious damage to it. Okay. So Paul Pierce having to poop really bad and getting wheelchaired off as a result still worse. Yeah,
3: and making Celtics fans think that his...
4: Career uh, NBA finals
3: over. and career was possibly over, yeah. You know that Pitt hasn't stormed the court since
4: 1993? Point of pride. You know when they probably would have that done it? so
3: wild to me. I bet Why you, is that?
4: I bet you it would have been 98, except for that was the game where Khalid El-Amin in and, and Connecticut came back at Fitzgerald and, like, snatched one from the jaws of defeat on them. The Oakland Zoo is so crazy. Like, I'm just surprised that at no point well, think, they
3: pulled an upset and didn't say the heck with it, let's go out there. So and-
4: I think when Ben Hallen started building Ray's the program hell. up, they switched over from Fitzgerald to Peterson at that same time, and I think they were good enough as a program, they felt, by the time they moved to the bigger arena where it was a more rabid student section that they actually felt like it was beneath them. That, I remember that being a big talking point, like prior to the station coming on the air for several years. We are too good of a team now to storm the court for anything. You know what, I kinda like that. Well, here's here's why I liked it then, and I, I kind of, I love it now in retrospect. They were actually right. Why would you storm the court when you're a top seven